NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and got to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It is William Byron all by himself in the front of the field. You know, you're going to see some some action, some carnage probably, but... It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a really fun event for everyone to watch. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you as we continue to navigate our way through this COVID-19 pandemic. Still no real racing on the racetrack, but the possibilities are out there. We'll talk about them coming up, but it was the case over the weekend that William Byron won a virtual trip to the Richmond Raceway. He was our weekly eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series winner. We'll talk to the Hendrick Motorsports driver coming up about that win and a whole lot more. The executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame is our Winston Kelly. He's going to join us and talk about a learning program that the Hall has put together for kids that are out of school. NASCAR Hall of Famer and MRN analyst Rusty Wallace will be on today's show with a new segment called Two with Rusty. We'll explain coming up. Also, Motor Racing Outreach Director Billy Malden will stop by. We'll talk with Billy about how his program is helping folks in these difficult times. We've got a 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson, plus this week in NASCAR history, and a whole lot more. But first to get us started is the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle? NASCAR announced this past week that the Martinsville race weekend scheduled for May 8th and 9th has been postponed. In a statement, the sanctioning body said it is still their intention to get all 36 races in this year with the potential of returning to racing without fans in attendance in May at a date and location to be announced. NASCAR said they will continue to consult with health experts in local, state, and federal officials as they assess future scheduling options. In his final season as a full-time Cup Series driver, Jimmy Johnson has been using the downtime to do some sim racing, spend time with family, and homeschool his two daughters. 
The seven-time champion is looking forward to possibly returning to racing in May and says NASCAR must get creative with their scheduling this season to retain all 36 races. I can only imagine the balancing act that NASCAR TV and these tracks will need to do. You know, every weekend that goes by just complicates the situation more and more. And I feel like many of our contracts and much of the uh, the structure that exists revolves around 36 races. And I would assume that that is the highest of priorities is to have those 36-point paying events. How that happens for me, I'm, I'm totally fluid. I'm totally open. I know we're in uncharted territory here, and I'll do my part in whatever I can and certainly support whatever decisions are made to try to get in all 36 races. Johnson was asked whether he would postpone his retirement tour this season due to the coronavirus, and he didn't have any answers for the media at the time. On Sunday, Johnson, along with 29 other drivers, competed in yet another round of the iRacing Pro Invitational Series, which was broadcast on Fox and FS1. The race took place at the virtual Richmond Raceway, where Jimmy's teammate, William Byron, scored his second win in a row. Byron will join Mike Bagley coming up later in this show. Kevin Harvick competed in the Pro Invitational Series for the first time on Sunday. Driving the Bush Beer Ford, Harvick took to Twitter following the event to let his fans know how his debut went. I had a lot of fun today in my first, uh, I guess my first real iRace competitively like that. But it was uh, definitely a learning experience. I was happy with the way that we ran. Um, wrecked a few cars today. Got a call on Skype the first time. Came up in my earphones. I'm technically challenged. And um, wound up hanging an immediate left. And then I almost spun out. But um, in the end, I got wiped out and had a uh, engine repair. But all in all, it was um, a lot of fun. Glad to participate in our uh, Bushlight Ford and just uh, appreciate everybody watching. And we'll be back next week. The Pro Invitational Series takes to the virtual Talladega Super Speedway this Sunday. That should be entertaining, and it will be broadcast live on Fox or FS1. I'm Kyle Rickey, and that's what's trending in NASCAR Nation. For more on these stories and others, visit MRN.com. Thanks, Kyle. Coming up, we'll hear from Sunday's iRacing winner from Richmond, William Byron, and later. We'll check in with the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and lead Motor Racing Network pit reporter, Winston Kelly. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't going to light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This Sunday, Motor Racing Network will have another classic race starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be the 2011 Aaron's 499 
at Talladega Super Speedway. Hendrick Motorsports swept the top four starting spots during qualifying, with Jeff Gordon winning the pole at a speed of 178.248 miles an hour. It's the Xfinity fastest lap brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Coming up next, Richmond iRacing winner William Byron will join us. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing from the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are back on NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us here on our weekly get-together. And we're joined yet again by the only two-time winner of the E-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. William Byron again, taking him to the house at Richmond over the weekend. He's back on NASCAR Live. William, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for having me. It was obviously a good weekend again, so that was a... That was great. Uh, you know, definitely enjoyed the, the race, and I thought it went well. So, um, you know, had a tough strategy call there at the end of the race to stay out, but luckily it worked out for us. And, and uh, you know, enjoying the pro invitation while we have it, and I think that it'll be fun to go back to our normal real racing here soon. Uh, hopefully we can do that sooner rather than later. Uh, I think that uh, everyone in the listenership <laughs> agrees with you 100% on that. There are so many things to talk about as far as the virtual race from Richmond over the weekend. Going into the race, uh, something that they had changed from races past, uh, no resets or not, no, uh, no abilities to have a make good or a mulligan in the back pocket. For those that don't know, when they say no resets, what does that mean compared to what you've had in weeks past? Yeah, so basically in, in weeks past, we had one or two resets to, to work with where you know, if you had an incident on track, you could rebound and recover and, and use one of your resets for for that reason. Luckily for us this week, we didn't have to, to use those, and um, we didn't have the option, I guess, to use them. So, uh, you know, everyone had to really race a little bit cleaner and, and really have that in mind and try to treat their car like their, their only car the whole race and, and not cause a wreck or anything. So I thought that was good. I thought it thought it added, and added to the show and, and uh, kind of, made us race a little bit differently. Yeah, I, I agree because I, I saw a little more cautious racing, not perhaps maybe as aggressive as like it was in Bristol and, and other races like that. When you, when you I race at Richmond, um, this is something that we've asked you before about other tracks. Obviously, they're close to normal. What are some of the nuances that I guess you feel in, in, in I racing and you feel in real life as well? Are there any nuances on the racetrack that stick out to you? The biggest thing about Richmond is the fact that the yellow line has a good amount of grip. 
which is very normal and very indicative of what real life is there. Uh, you know, you kind of get into the corner and you, you try to arc it out. Uh, you, you have to be good under braking. Um, that's an important quality to have at Richmond. And then once you get to the, the corner, you have to wrap the yellow line really well and, and uh, make sure you're keeping the left side tires right on that line uh, throughout the corner to, to get a good launch and exit off the corner. So um, you can also move your, your line around and kind of dime in the corner and drive in and wash up a little bit and drive straighter off than the guy in front of you. And honestly, that's how I made the pass on, on Ryan Priest was, uh, was backing my corner up kind of in the center and getting a big run off the corner um, to try to set up a pass. So kind of, kind of use that uh, diamond line. So those things are all, all things that come into play uh, at the normal real Richmond. Well, this question is for us novice iRacers that have a problem overdriving and getting overcooked going into turn one. Uh, at Richmond, obviously, it's it's a capital letter D, and the boat out portion is the front stretch. And as you go off into turn number one, you know, you're carrying a lot of speed. What is the key to not getting in too hot or pushing in or getting loose in and all that stuff? Are there markers that you use? landmarks on the uh on on the game's landscape to to i guess use as braking zones or not getting in too hot yeah it's tough you know richmond is the toughest track i feel like for having braking marks into the corner and things of that nature because of the way the walls are the way the front stretch curves and also with the red and the white on the walls uh makes it very difficult to to pick out a mark so honestly i kind of look towards the yellow line to kind of reference my depth perception uh and kind of understand how far away i am from my braking zone it's amazing how close each lap uh you are to the same point uh you know just naturally but you know i would say it's interesting at at richmond you you have to get in the corner pretty deep to have a to have a fast lap time but you can't you can't roll the center too fast and and wash up so yeah it's it's a really tough balance there because you have to get in the corner hard similar to any short track or road course but then at the same time, you have to make sure you don't overdrive the center of the corner. Chatting with William Byron, winner of the Toyota Owners 150 over the weekend at uh, Richmond Raceway. You mentioned a few moments ago, William, you uh, you stayed out with 37 to go. A lot of people came in and took tires and all that. Is the tire fall off in iRacing similar to what it is in real life? Because you won on old tires when everybody else came and got a fresh set there. Yeah, it's um, it, it is very similar. You know, I think we, I think we kind of lucked into the way that 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 worked out for us because honestly, what happened there was 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 we had older tires, obviously, and they are um a few tenths off for sure. So um, we kind of had a buffer of cars behind us that stayed out as well. We had two cars in Christopher Bell and Eric Jones, and those guys did a great job of holding off the rest of the field. Uh, behind them for a while and uh, that really gave us the buffer that we needed to to kind of gap ourselves to the field so um, you know I think it it was honestly going to work out pretty well there at the end you know had the caution not come out when the caution did come out it it changed everything and I just had to make sure I had a good restart then when you uh, when you stayed out you were you were starting to pull away although Timmy Hill on a restart uh, everybody was saying oh man this is uh this Texas all over again you know when he when he uh, bump, bump and runs you there uh, coming out of two at Texas. But the problem is he couldn't get to you on this restart. Your restart game is strong, uh, especially at Richmond. I know that you're not going to give away the secrets to the competition, but can you give some perspective about when you go? It seems like you just launch 
right out of the uh, out of the restart yeah. zone on these restarts, man. Yeah, I, I just try to get the best launch that I can. Honestly, uh, you know, I just try to do everything uh, correct. Those are key moments of the race. The restarts are to have success in, in real racing and in virtual racing. So, um, you know, really just have worked diligently on those restarts to try to get better and better. And I feel like um, I feel like that's happened. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great that the restarts have been as strong as they are. Uh, definitely something that I'm proud of. Well, this weekend we put Richmond in the rear view, and uh, we're headed off to Talladega this weekend. And uh, speaking from personal experience, Talladega is one of the most awesome tracks to run on iRacing, folks. If you're if you haven't done it out there, uh, hop in there. It, it it gets it gets pretty dicey. Um, I'm sure that it's a different level of diciness on iRacing than it is in real life because you have that sensory overload, William, uh, in real life at Talladega, although you do get a good fair share in the game. What do you expect this weekend? And are you looking forward to racing Dega on iRacing this week? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be a much different uh, pace of a race. And, you know, you're going to see some some action, some carnage probably, but it's going <laughs> to be fun. I think it's going to be a really fun event for everyone to watch with it being Talladega. And, and I'm just looking forward to that, honestly. And, kind of mixing it up and not having as much to do on the practice side of things this week. I'm honestly just going to kind of, kind of, uh, you know, wait and see how it goes and see how it plays out. But it'll, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a refreshing, uh, you know, entry to this week and not have to, not have to worry so much about qualifying and race speed and all that and and just go race. It's going to be a fun race. Uh, Be sure to tune in. Our friends at Fox will, uh, will have the coverage. iRacing.com. You can subscribe there, you can race online, and you can experience some of the things that we're talking about with uh, the drivers that have run well and won on some of the iRacing tracks. Before we let you go, uh, everything everything going well with you? What's the update from the Byron House there as it pertains to navigating through the COVID-19 crisis here? Oh, it's been great. You know, I've honestly tried to just spend time with my family and friends, uh, really just family, honestly, and, and uh, you know, it's been been uh, definitely different, you know, but definitely thinking about all the people uh, on the front lines that are really working hard to during this time to to get past this and get through it. So, um, yeah, our life has been, uh, you know, somewhat normal, I guess you could say, uh, just trying to trying to stay with family and and uh, we've had a lot more home cooked meals, I guess, than I'm than I'm used <laughs> to, and a lot more uh, time at home than I've ever been used to. What when I started racing or since I started racing, so uh, unique, but trying to enjoy it the best that I can as well. Yeah, enjoy it now because I have a I have a feeling the back half of the season is going to be very very busy and those home cooked meals are going to be hard to find and few and far between. Appreciate you taking time to join us. Thanks for uh thanks for your time as always. Congratulations on the Richmond win and let her fly at Talladega and we'll see what you got for them there on Sunday. Absolutely. That sounds good. Thank you. Thank you William. That's William Byron winning the Toyota Owners 150 from over the weekend at Richmond Raceway. More coming up on NASCAR Live. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. The official pain relief cream of NASCAR.
For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. What is going on at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte? When we return, we'll tell you. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for wing sprint car talk. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 242 this is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for taking time to join us on this week's NASCAR Live. As we wait out this COVID-19 pandemic, there's a lot going on at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Our Woody Kane recently spoke with the executive director of the Hall, our Winston Kelly, about what they're doing to educate children while they're out of school. Winston, welcome to the program. It's been strange times for everyone, but it seems like even busier, if that's possible, for you guys at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, anybody that thought that we were going to go check out at home and uh, have a bit of a vacation, uh, that has been far from the case. We've been very, very active uh, working remotely on a lot of different fronts from planning for our 2021 induction ceremony, our new class, uh, our nominees that we'll talk about. But one in particular that we're very proud of is our education program. And having a very strong education program is something that was a part of our vision since day one. And over the last five years, it has grown to about fifteen to 17,000 students on an annual basis. And it has evolved over the last couple of weeks from the point that when schools were closed, but before facilities were closed, we had reached out to the schools to see how we could bring the program to them. Mm-hmm. wasn't long after that that the stay-at-home orders came out, and we had made the determination right before that that it wasn't safe for us to entertain a lot of guests. So our education program uh, manager, Eliza Russell, along with our marketing team, took our program and put it online. And one of the things that's fascinating about it is it's not a cut-and-paste process. We've got about 30 different modules within our education program, but it wasn't just a matter of you took a lesson plan and cut and pasted it. You needed to customize it to an online process. They added videos and things like that. And there's a number of different scenarios and a number of different modules that we keep adding to each week from 10 minutes to 60 minutes. The name of it, we should say, by the way, is Spark Online Education. And I'm looking at some of the videos as we're talking here, and it's it's substantial. This is not just a, hey, kids, here's some stuff. Have fun. See you next week. 
Yeah, and we had outreach both from the industry to the hall. We've heard from a number of folks. Wendy Belk, who coordinates our industry relations, has heard from a number of folks and had a number of the industry folks uh, tweeted out and share their perspective. Uh, and some stay-at-home parents that said they thought it might be coloring books or something like that. And it is so much more substantial than that. First off, you mentioned the videos. We've got iRacing in our simulators, and we've also got somebody in our marketing team who's very adept at that. So we've worked with the iRacing folks as busy as they are with the racing to have an NASCAR Hall of Fame car that emulates what the lesson plans are and using our mascot champ, the Cheetah, in some of those as well. And these programs, it's almost like you've got a buffet from which people can select. You can go in and get a 10-minute item on something like physical fitness, but you can also dive very deeply into a variety of STEM-based products, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, as well as some activities that are fun. It's got lesson plans for adults, and if I had kids, I would certainly need that. <laughs> Me and too. You can, can kind of <laughs> click down into as much as the student wants or needs or as much as the parent wants to go through with them, they'll give examples of here are some things at your house Hmm. that can replicate, say, force in motion as one of the ones or friction and, and some of the different projects that are out there. So you can use things at home where those would normally be supplied or a part of the program at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. How can folks find out more and get involved? And is it a sign-up thing, or is it just go and get it every week? It's free online, nascarhall.com slash spark. And you can select of the 12, 13 programs that are out there. We're updating and putting out new videos and new areas of focus each and every week. And this week is a little bit more fun because so many of the schools in our area here in Mecklenburg County are out this week and the teachers are encouraged and the, the families don't have schoolwork this week. So then we'll pick back up with a third and fourth iteration of areas of focus, but there'll always be a dozen to 15 that we'll keep adding on a program depending on the student's interest and need. Uh, and they're broken down into different grade levels from first through fifth, sixth through eighth, and then ninth through twelfth. So it's for children of all ages as well. Well, Winston, let's shift gears for just a second and talk about the NASCAR Hall of Fame specifically because there have just been some new nominees announced. Some guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr. was among them. He was only a 15-time most popular driver. But it's a little different this year than what folks may have become accustomed to in the past. Tell us what's changed. Well, we changed this. Uh, NASCAR actually developed the process initially. I say that to give them credit because I love the process. And we had always anticipated evolving to fewer inductees and having a focus on the pioneers. And working with NASCAR now seemed like the perfect time to make sure that we maintain those incredibly high levels of enshrinement that we've had and be sure that that continues for the foreseeable future. We needed to have larger numbers in the early years because it was a 60-year-old sport when we opened back in 2010. So the new process includes two different nominating committees to develop two different ballots. There's the nomination committee for the modern era, which are people whose career started within the past 60 years of a given class. So that would be 1961 and, er, and, and forward for the class of 2021. And then there is an honors committee 
that selects the nominees for the Pioneers ballot. Mm. And that honors committee is new, made up of predominantly living NASCAR Hall of Famers, living Landmark Award winners, and living Squire Hall Award winners. And there's five people selected for the Pioneers ballot and 10 members selected for the Modern Era ballot. And those 15 were announced last week. The fan vote is still very much a part of this process, and that is online at NASCAR.com and NASCARHall.com. And fans can, just like the voting panel will determine later on this year, select two members from the modern era and one member from the Pioneer ballot for a total of three inductees uh, in the beginning with the class of 2021. Still a lot of worthy names that are on the bigger list, but the new ones this year caught a lot of folks' attention, especially in the modern category with Dale Earnhardt Jr. that we mentioned. Also, Carl Edwards, who uh, walked away from the sport at the height of his career. And then Jeff Burton, who's still doing TV work now after his driving career. And you couldn't ask for better ambassadors than those three guys who would definitely promote and carry forward the sport. Well, and the other thing that's consistent is anytime we announce nominees, and I think this is the case for any sport, you've always got those, yeah, they got it right, or I'm glad to see this person on there. And then somebody that they may have an affinity toward, oh, I wish they would have gotten on, but that's good constructive dialogue and debate. And, you know, the three that you mentioned that are new nominees, being Jeff Burton, won 21 times in the Cup Series, including a Southern 500 and a couple of Coke 600s, but also a 27-time Xfinity Series winner. Uh, and as you said, just a tremendous ambassador for the sport long before he went into the television work, often referred to as the mayor in the garage area. Dale Earnhardt Jr., people talk about his 15-time most popular driver. I don't think that's why he got nominated. I think that certainly doesn't hurt, yeah. but he won 26 times in the Cup Series, and there's a number of inductees who even don't have championships at the Cup level, you know, like a Fred Lorenzen uh, that have less wins than he does. And he's got 24 Xfinity Series wins, two-time Xfinity Series champion, and two Daytona 500 wins. So he is certainly worthy on the track, and there is nobody more of an ambassador and cares more about the history of the sport than Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Carl Edwards' stats speak for themselves. An Xfinity championship, 38 wins in that division, 28 in the Cup Series, and, and as you said, left at the height of his career. But, uh, you know, his choice certainly would not be held against him. That's Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. If you want to hear some more of this interview, check out MRN Out Loud this week on MRN.com. Coming up next, we'll have Rusty Wallace. And later, another edition of 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. Hey, guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party, and neither of you showed up. <laughs> we get along okay sometimes. Yeah, I say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. <sighs> throws off his. I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money. 
right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. We've got a great new feature with NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Time now for the Whelan Pick-Crew Member of the Week. Kelvin McClurkin is a tire carrier for Front Row Motorsports. Uh, I actually grew up a race fan. My dad and my uncle were big race fans. Uh, Dale Jarrett and uh, Earnhardt, huge fans. So I used to go to uh, Darlington and Charlotte, you know, coming up. So I was familiar with it. Coming out of school, you know, when the whole NFL thing didn't work out, you know, I uh, actually used LinkedIn, reached out to a couple pit coaches that was on there, and, uh, uh, Hendrick invited me to their combine. Stuart House invited me to their combine. And then the old coaches at Roush, you know, they said, we can bring you in right now for uh, Xfinity team and send you to straight to the track. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We've got a brand new feature here on the show called Two with Rusty, it's an in-depth conversation with NASCAR Hall of Famer and MRN analyst Rusty Wallace. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR nation. Man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, <laughs> you know. From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good talker at all. <laughs> it's two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Welcome to Two with Rusty, your chance to get to know the 1989 NASCAR Premier Series champion, Rusty Wallace. I'm Jeff Striegel, joined by the man who has 55 Cup Career Series wins. And, of course, we encourage you to join us. You can send your questions to us via our Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. Or you can also call your questions in. You can do that by calling one 844 Four ask MRN. That's one eight four 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 ask MRN. Rusty, let's start first with a, a question that came in from Twitter. This is a follower that we have in Dover, Delaware, and it's a NASCAR-related question. Do you think, with the way the stages are today, how would that have played out with you and your driving style? Well, it's. I mean, obviously, I, I would have had to drive harder because I had the mindset that uh, you know I'm going to take care of my car the first half of the race so I got a real good car at the end because I didn't want to run it so hard that I didn't have anything to race with at the end of the race and heck nowadays Jeff I mean the engines are so strong 
I'm afraid, though, back then, if I would have run the car as hard as they want you to run it now early in the race, that we might have seen a lot of blown engines and stuff like that back in the past. So, I mean, these engines just of late, not too long. I mean, the last five or six years, I guess, they've got so much stronger. They can turn the engines a lot of RPM and not have any problems. But, man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, (laughs) you know, because I got real aggressive and run hard, especially on those short tracks and road courses and stuff like that. Missing shifts, over-revving engines and junk, you know. But now, you know, it's pretty obvious that you got to run hard when they drop that rag right to the very end. Is it safe to say with the technology uh, that is so far advanced, so much improved just in the last 10 years, that the way you guys approached a race back then would certainly be a lot different than the way they approach their racing today? Oh, yeah. I'll give you a good example, too. I mean, I went to Martinsville. It's one of my favorite racetracks. I was able to win up there like seven times, I think. And my strategy there was, okay, get a good qualifying spot, get a good pit road selection. But in the race, only race that car as hard as I need to race in order to keep my track position. So, man, I would come off a of turn four. I'd get to the start-finish line. I'd roll out of the throttle. I would just coast that baby right into the corner instead of driving it down wide open because if I drove it down wide open, I'd burn the brakes off the car because the brakes weren't near as good as they are now. So, I mean, there's a whole different way you had to drive than now. Nowadays, you run that thing as hard as you can almost every single lap, and the brakes are going to hold up. And if you get the things too hot, it'll probably blow a tire out, you know, first because it gets so much heat. So, yeah, it's give and take. It's it's driving different ways because the technology has got so much better. Now you can abuse the car more. Our second question, Rusty, comes from William, who is uh – a native of Rochester Hills, Michigan, of course, the hometown of Brad Kozlowski. Uh, if you hadn't been a race car driver, what would you have done professionally? Huh, that's a good one. I mean, and uh, it'd have to be aviation. I love aviation so much. I've had many different air- airplanes I've flown. i got about 12,000 total hours of flight time right now on type rated and Lear jets and King Airs and stuff like that. So I've been flying my whole life, and I recently, uh, recently quit flying about two years ago. But... Um, yeah, it'd have to be aviation. I, something is still close to my heart. I really enjoy it. Uh, so maybe a corporate pilot, something like that. Who knows? How how early in your career, when was that time that you knew that you were going to be able to make auto racing your profession? Well, my dad did it as a hobby when we lived in Missouri. And I would just help him all the time. But then I got so excited about it that my brothers and I started building cars and it got to where I just couldn't focus on normal work any longer. I was constantly working on my cars. Then I started running around finding sponsors. And once I found those sponsors that would help flip the bill, then I said, you know what, this is my calling. I'm going to do this even if they laugh at me. Uh, One thing that used to happen to me a lot when I lived in St. Louis, people would come up and say, hey, kid, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a race car driver. And they'd laugh. And they'd go, oh, no, kid. I mean, what do you really do for a living? I said, no, that's what I do do for a living. I'm a race car driver. And uh, it it really agitated me. It made me mad that they just looked at what I did as a career and kind of joked at it. But then when they saw how big NASCAR got and how much money was in it, they didn't laugh any longer. Always great catching up with you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question, use the MRN hotline at 1-844-4-ASK-MRN. It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. 
Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. It's the Rip the Fence podcast. Three and four, Christopher Bell, a winner at Eldora. Dylan, it's good to see you, buddy. It's I'm good to see you, bud. Here. Congrats. That, that was probably the most exciting win I've ever had in my career. With Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. Kyle Larson is a Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion. When those words come out of my mouth, how does it make you feel? When it comes out of your mouth, it feels really good because you're the biggest Chris Bell lover in the media center every week. Available to download wherever you listen to podcasts and on ripthefence.com. 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. As the world pauses to battle the pandemic, the MRN team members stay hunkered down. And just as it is during a long rain delay, each broadcaster will ultimately settle in and engage in new or favorite pastimes. Here's Kyle Ricky. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of races on YouTube from years and decades gone by, and one that stands out was the 1991 Bud 500 at the Bristol Motor Speedway. I remember as a kid watching it and loving the fact that they were racing at night under the lights at this little tiny short track Bristol Motor Speedway. That was actually smaller than my home track here in Connecticut, Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. And it was great to watch the old drivers, you know, the Ken Schrader and Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Morgan Shepard, Daryl Waltrip, and, and ultimately the race winner, Alan Kowicki. The race saw a little bit of everything, a lot of bumping, a lot of rubbing, a lot of typical Saturday night short track racing action. That is Bristol Motor Speedway, and it's one of those races that has always stood out to me, and it was a surprise when it popped up on one of those lists on YouTube, things you should watch. Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We continue on along on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us, and my friends, it is time for another 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. This week, we travel back in time nine years to one of the closest finishes in Talladega Super Speedway history. 
After winning the championship in 2010, Johnson had gone winless the first seven races of 2011. A disappointing finish of 27th in the season opening Daytona 500 meant Johnson was looking for redemption at another super speedway in Alabama. Hendrick Motorsports brought rocket ships to Talladega as all four of their cars qualified in the first two rows. And late in a race, teamwork prevailed. We, we had a plan coming into the race and uh, stuck to it and learned a lot as the event went on. Uh, really, Junior and I did on how we'd communicate, um, what runs we could make, how we, you know, how we could set them up, how we could pass, how to have the guy pushing could cool his car. So, I mean, it was really, uh, there's a lot of learning that went on over, uh, you know, all, all the laps throughout the race. So, once we got to the end, um, Junior started getting warm and had to pull out a couple times at the... Uh, probably three or four to go and at one of those points we got disconnected and uh, a bunch of guys went by but we stayed committed to the top and had our momentum wound back up and somehow trucked by a bunch of guys on the bottom I don't know if they had to switch lanes or what but before we knew it we found ourselves in third side by side for the lead and the win at Talladega Jeff Gordon dives to the inside he's got Mark Martin here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson six Chevrolets to settle it here at Talladega and as we went into turn three um, I had a big run and was thinking about the bottom, and uh, the 5 and 24 defended that. And then I, I kind of wandered to the middle and just didn't have an option then and knew I still had probably a mile to go, so I just chilled out and sat in their draft. And as we came off of four, uh, those two groups were occupied trying to side draft each other and race each other and had the top um, covered up. And as we started rolling up on them, I, I shot down to the bottom, and uh, we were able to surge by out of the trioval coming out of the bottom because they, they kind of left it open there. So uh, just worked out. Gordon to the inside. It is Clint Boyer to the outside for the final time. Boyer trying to hang on to the top spot. RCR trying to make it three in a row here at Talladega Super Speedway. About to be decided. Into the trioval they come. The challenge on down low. Jimmy Johnson pulls out front, but Boyer looks like he held him off. No, they're saying Jimmy Johnson will get the win. In the Aaron's 4.99. I thought we still had one more lap, one more lap to go. So I, I kind of knew. I, thought, I don't know. I really didn't know what was going on and where it was at. It was just a lot going on, and I wasn't sure if I won or if it was the white. Um, and I stayed in the gas until like off the two. I was just going to make sure that you know I really didn't take the check flag. <laughs> Johnson's win still to this day is one of the closest in Talladega history. You can listen to the broadcast of the 2011 Aaron's 4.99 on Sunday at 1 Eastern on many of these same stations. I'm Kyle Rickey, and this is 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. That's 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. On the way next, Motor Racing Outreach Director Billy Malden will join us, and later we'll take you back on this week in NASCAR history. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Motor Racing Outreach Director Billy Malden is up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You the championship, baby? Yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The sport may be temporarily on hold at the moment. The programs within the sport are working hard to help people during this difficult time. Our Steve Post had a chance to chat with the director of motor racing outreach, Billy Malden, about what they're doing to lend assistance to those in need. Just in general terms, I know there's there, there's some people following along with us here that maybe you're not all that familiar with motor racing outreach. Pre-COVID-19, what all did MRO do in the, in, in the industry? You know, Steve, the easiest way I explain it to people is I say we're basically the local church to a traveling NASCAR community. But that also includes the race shops and folks that are at home, you know, on the weekends as well. But um, anything a local church provides to a community whether it's uh, services, weddings, uh, unfortunately, time-to-time memorials, um, uh, funeral services, um, kids programming, adult programming, stuff just for men, just for women, to help them grow in their faith and to help them in their walk with the Lord. That's what MRO does. We just don't have a building. We have a couple of motor homes and a trailer that we use at the track to help host events and, and do things like that. But really, um, anything that a local pastor would provide to a local congregation, we do it. We just do it underneath tire tents at one track and a media center at another track and then the driver owner lot at another track. Wherever God will open up a place for us to meet or just one-on-one in the garage. I mean, honestly, Steve, a lot of the stuff that we do that is helpful to other people is just walking around in the garage and in race shops. Um, just talking with people one-on-one where they can kind of open up their hearts and uh, ask us questions that are really tough for them at that point in their life. 
It is. It is amazing. And you guys do a wonderful job as a, a active participant in one of the Bible studies. And uh, occasionally the schedule allows chapel service on Sunday morning. Uh, but I but I truly love and, and respect the ministry that you guys provide. All right, let's go back into COVID-19 now, if you will. Um, and you talked about it. I think I think this I think social distancing from the from the health perspective is is is, is certainly helping us or that's what they say it's helping us. But uh, but are you running into a, a lot of challenges that people are dealing with with loneliness, with not having the routine, with 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 not being at the racetrack? Yeah, this this moment in time is uh, a lot different right now because not only do you have the things that are challenges to individuals and families that are directly related to COVID nineteen, loss of income, um, jobs, different things of that nature, but I mean, still day to day, we're dealing with people that are. Uh, at the hospitals because a baby was born premature or another situation where a family member is dealing with substance abuse and we're trying to support them and get them help. Um, There's a whole, everything that was normally going on in life that was challenging and difficult to people is still going on right now. But in the past, we could go meet with them. We could go sit with them. And as chaplains, that's probably the hardest part right now is in order to be faithful and do our part with the social distancing so that we can get all this behind us. We can't go and be right there with the people. And then again, we, we probably spend the vast majority of our time uh, just talking with people one-on-one that are just sorting through, um, you know, being at home so much by themselves and then adding on top of that, not so sure if they're going to have a job or how long a paycheck or they've already lost it, quite frankly. And they don't have the funds, but to take them so long and they need somebody that'll talk to them sometimes that they don't have to put up a good front. You know, we're good, particularly in NASCAR. We'll put up that good front, the big smile. Everything's okay. We got it. We'll pull ourselves up by the bootstraps kind of mentality. But there's a lot of people right now that just aren't feeling that and they need somebody to come alongside of them. And sometimes just sit there and say, you know, your fear, your anxiety, your anger, your frustrations, they're very normal responses to a very abnormal situation that we're all going through right now. So let's talk about some things and ways that your faith can help you and so forth. That's the director of Motor Racing Outreach, Billy Molden. You can hear more of that interview later this week on MRN Crew Call. You can find that show as well as other great programs on MRN.com. Coming up next, we'll take you back on This Week in NASCAR History. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
We're about to throw the checkered flag on this week's show, but before we do, let's take our weekly trip back in time with This Week in NASCAR History. Here's Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Mike. This week we ride the Millennial Falcon back to 1992. Elton John, David Bowie, and a host of other world-class musicians converged on Wembley Stadium in London to pay tribute to the late Queen frontman, Freddie Mercury. Candace Bergen was America's favorite tough-as-nails investigative journalist as Murphy Brown aired its 100th episode on CBS. And Tommy Houston showed his medal at Hickory Motor Speedway, qualifying dead last and surviving multi-caution carnage to win the Mountain Dew 400. As long as Tommy Houston's car makes it back around, we're going to finish this thing under caution, and Tommy Houston is going to break a 50-race winless streak. Tommy Houston coming down to the line, and to talk about a hometown crowd, giving him a cheer, everybody in here standing up and yelling for Tommy Houston as he takes the checkered flag, wins this one under caution, but as you said, he has drove his tail off here today along with the other drivers that were in the field, so Tommy Houston will be heading to victory lane. 1999, the Cleveland Browns nabbed the first pick in the NFL draft, claiming college standout quarterback Tim Couch for the squad's top position. The great one played his final period in the NHL as the New York Rangers said goodbye to Wayne Gretzky with a 2-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kenny Chesney topped the country charts with How Forever Feels, and the final lapse at Martinsville must have felt like an eternity to the late John Andretti as he took the lead with four to go in the Goodies Body Pain 500. This is going to be a dandy finish here at Martinsville this afternoon. There are two front runners right now. That would have been a dead heat if it had been the final lap. John Andretti to the inside, to the outside. Jeff Burton still door to door in one. Andretti clears Burton off turn four. Burton wiggles once more. John Andretti leads for the first time all day with three laps to go. He settles in behind Darrell Waltrip coming up off turn number two. Final trip down the back straightaway. Hoping to make a clean sweep for Petty Enterprises this week. John Andretti on his way to the win. He spun out early in the race. Lost a lap. Made it up, came through the field, and closed from 2.8 seconds behind at 19 to go to win at Martinsville. John Andretti takes the Goodies Body Pain 500, his second NASCAR Winston Cup Series win, and the 17th at this old racetrack for Petty Enterprises. 2004, American Idol Season 3 ruled primetime with a mosaic of musical talent. Usher had a lock on the top of the charts with the Crunkin' B-styled hit, Yeah. And Rusty Wallace said, heck yeah, or something like that, as he rolled into victory lane for the final time in his career, winning the Advanced Auto Parts 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Rusty Wallace takes the white flag, maybe heading for victory lane after a long drought. Let's pick him up in turn two. Race fans are going wild on the backstretch at Martinsville. Rusty Wallace for the final time off the end of the backstretch has a three-car length lead advantage over Bobby Labonte. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. In two weeks, it will be three years since he had won that last victory coming at the California Speedway. He goes back to victory lane today at Martinsville Speedway in the Advance Auto Parts 500, scoring win number seven at this famed half-mile track. Rusty Wallace wins. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We'd also like to thank William Byron for stopping by, Winston Kelly, also Rusty Wallace, and Billy Malden. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. Chat with you again right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength.
and by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. 